Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 7 of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Episode 1 of the new season, and if you've been keeping track at home, this should be Episode number 276, and I am still Britt. I am still Craig. And Craig, seven, six full seasons behind us, starting yep. Season 7. Gonna be the best one yet. I put out a nice anniversary tweet today talking about how we founded this crazy thing bizarre that we're still here <laughs> it is it is several of you have reached out to us over <laughs> the years we know you're still with us deb is still with us and she doesn't even watch football so no. it's a bizarre and amazing but first let's start where we always start what are you drinking tonight uh so tonight because yesterday i was at a cookout um mostly all day and drinking i drank a whole growler by myself but it was wow. only a thirty. It was only thirty-two ounce growler, so it wasn't too bad. That's that's two. That's two pints, right? Yeah, it's like two, little two and a half ish, I guess. Well, sixteen ounce to a pint, so if it was thirty-two ounces. Yeah. That's two pints. Yeah, that's true. There you go, math. Um, so right now I have a Goza called Downwinder from Athletic Brewing. Oh, nice, nice. I did entirely too much drinking this weekend. <laughs> I've been off since Thursday. So tomorrow I go back to work for the first time in six days, Sad. which was fun when I <laughs> opened up my calendar this morning and found out that people have literally taken every minute of my free time between 9 and 4.30 tomorrow. Oh, well, at least your day is planned, I guess. I, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, what? what is all this stuff? And I'm just like, oh, this was put on your calendar by this person. Well, this other person put this person. And I'm like, I had one. I was done at three. It was going to be nine to three. And I'm like, oh, at least I have, I've done it three. And then like half an hour later, I got a message. New calendar invite, 3 to 4.30. And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> what am I you supposed just... to piss? <laughs> you should stop letting people uh, edit your calendar. I don't have that. Our organization requires it. Anybody who's above me can edit my calendar. <clears throat> oh, okay, well, at least they're above you. There's not, like, some random person. Oh, no, no. It's all people in my department or above me. That's okay. it. Anybody else can suggest things for my calendar. <clears throat> but we have a couple of generalists and they can put stuff on my calendar. My boss can put stuff on my calendar and then the executives can. And it's all executive shit. But anyway, so I am drinking diet soda because I got to be awake and alert tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be hit the ground running shit show right from the get go. So. So. All right. So tonight we just have. So first, we always <clears throat> open a season with an explanation of who we are in case you've joined us late. We go over really briefly who we are, what we do, and then that way you don't have to like look back and see old stuff if you don't care about it. Um, Craig and I have been doing fantasy football season long for, God, let's see, this is our 31st season. You weren't there the first year. <clears throat> no, I was after the second year or third year? Second or remember. third year. So I've been doing it for 31 years. Craig has been doing it for at least 28 we have two other contributors named Sean and Cinch, and they have Sean has been in the league about the same time as Craig, maybe a year or two shorter, and Cinch was like five years in. Between the four of us, we have over 120 years <laughs> of fantasy football experience. And if you just do fantasy sports, Cinch has, Cinch has been playing fantasy sports for over 40 years. The, yes, he was doing this when they had to get got a newspaper and take oh, yeah. paper and pen and do this. So yep. we are a very experienced crew. Um, about eight years ago, I started dabbling in DFS when DraftKings and FanDuel were young. And uh, I developed a very simple system um, that we named the metric. Craig and I experimented with it. 
And then one day over a beer at Two Roads, he went, this is a podcast. Um, and I'm like, okay. So now here we are seven years later. Um, <laughs> yep. I would love to say we've made a lot of money, but pr- producing a podcast is not cheap. So um, we've made a little money. And we've been able to produce a podcast. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Podcasting so, is all about breaking even. <laughs> it's all about yeah. It's all about just yeah, break even. That's always our goal every year. Is you know win, win every week. It, that's it. Win the week. Um, it, it, the, so so we are season long ex. I wouldn't call. I don't like to use the term expert. We are season long avid players. We've been playing DFS. We've had success at both. And uh, we bring it to you mixed with some beer, some interpersonal <laughs> stories, and some lighthearted shit here and there. Um, we also curse. So, you know, yep. just so you Let's know. have the explicit tag. Yep. As you probably saw, so. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. What did I miss? That's that's about... Uh... Um, yeah, that's it. And I think, you know, each of us, um, when when the other two are on, like, we each have different, uh, different strengths and views. So I think yes. it's, it's a good mix of stuff. Oh, you know what? We forgot about the mysterious fifth member of our team, the source. That's right. We have a fifth member of our team who's contractually <laughs> obligated to never appear in in person. Um, <laughs> he is all. He also doubles as my brother. Um, it was like Phantom of the Opera. It was here. It was once, and you never saw yeah. him again. Yeah, yeah. He, he did one episode <laughs> back in season one, and then he found out that because of his industry, which I won't get into. He is contractually obligated to not make any form of media appearance without express written permission. So he will send us information. He is the <laughs> mysterious source. Um, figure sitting in the shadows. You just see a silhouette. Yeah, he's he's kind of our college guy. Um, so during the year, we like to we like to poke him like before we record. And like, who do you like in the college betting this week? And he'll send me back some sort of pick. And sometimes it's something it's something really good, like, oh, I think Alabama's gonna cover. I know it's like thirty-seven points, but they're gonna cover, blah, blah. And then once in a great swat great swell, it's like, I like Grambling this week. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Grambling? Who are they even playing? Oh, Jackson State, but it's only a two point spread, and Grambling's won his last seven games by ten points or more. And I'm like, Okay. So uh all right, and so we're going to jump right into it. Typically during the season, we do uh, burning hot takes. We play a couple of games. We go over rankings. Next week, we'll be starting our rankings. I, uh, I've been, we would do what's called the composite ranking system. Uh, the four of us, the source does not participate because every year I ask the source for a list and every year he gives me two names and says, I don't care about anybody else. Um, <laughs> so we use the, the, the four of us who contribute. I started working on that already. Interesting gaps this year yeah i i want to say it what's interesting to me is how close on the same page your rankings and mine are and how close sean and cinch are that's odd the guys you have high that i have high but there's guys that you and i have like like number seven that they have it like 19th overall but in their position huh interesting but they both have them there and vice versa they've got guys that we've got outside the top 10 at like number four Huh. So, int- yeah, it'll be interesting, interesting conversation. Interesting conversation. So, all right, so normally we would do burning hot takes, but today we're just going to talk about headlines and get into some of the stuff in Season 7. Um, the, I'm going to start with the first headline. I've got a massive problem. <laughs> Narrow it down a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, can you be more specific? <laughs> I've never been a fan of Stephen A. Smith. Okay. I just, I don't like his approach. I think he's overblown. I think he's a sensationalist. 
It's just not what I'm looking for in my reporting. Okay, fair. You heard about what's being called now the bloodbath in Bristol. All the ESPN exits, right? Yes. So Stephen A. Smith was unhappy with some of the exits and uh, <laughs> at one point said, and I don't have a source for this other than this article, SI.com is reporting that he said this, but they don't give a reference. So take that for what it's worth. Quote, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I could be next. Let me tell you something. Don't ever, ever, ever in your life as a black person take anything for granted. I told you before when white folks catch a cold, black folks catch pneumonia, end quote. Here's wow. why I have a problem. <clears throat> Not that race isn't an issue. Race is a massive issue in our country. ESPN has laid off 18 people this year in, in front of the camera people. 18. Mm. Four were minority. 14 were Caucasian. For Stephen A. Smith to say because four out of 18 people were not white, that you've got to be careful as a black person working at ESPN because when white folks catch a cold, black folks catch pneumonia is so stupid to me. So, and again, yeah. do not misunderstand me. Race is a massive issue, particularly at ESPN. Every workplace has issues with race. Trust me, I've been in them and I've seen them. And I've had to look at people and go, what the hell is wrong with you because you're treating somebody differently because of the way they look? I've had that conversation with people. I get it. This isn't the time. I just, I, so I was just like, your, your reaction to that. Four out of the 18 people are non-white, but Stephen A. Smith says you got to be careful because when, when white folks catch a cold, black folks catch pneumonia. See, I mean, that does sound like something he would say, but like you said, there's no source on it. Just SI. SI saying he said it. Right. That's so, it. I have no link to anywhere he said. I have no recording. I have no reference point. Nothing. Yeah. So, so if we'll just hypothetically, if he did actually say that, that's and you know those are the numbers, and that's who was let go, then that's definitely kind of overblown. It's so um, unless he knows, unless let's say he said that, and he knows who else is going to get laid off, then that's one thing. But as you of right what? now, the statement's kind of it would be overblown with those numbers. It it says to me, "Don't you dare come after me." Is what it says to me. Don't you dare come after me. Listen, he's the one of the linchpins of that place. Everybody, I'm in the definite minority of people by saying I don't like Stephen A. Smith's style. I know I'm in the minority, and that's okay. All right, but this is. There are so many important <clears throat> discussions to have in our world about race relations. This isn't one and, of them. And let's let's face it. It doesn't matter who you actually are. You're not. You're not going to win over the mouse, so yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and this also comes the other part of this story is that uh, I don't know if you heard this, but Antonio Brown has made an announcement that he'll be oh. partnering with ESPN. Oh, um, dear. No, how? ES no, how? no. <laughs> ESPN has not put out any statement, and from everything that SI is hearing, they have no idea what he's talking about. So you can oh, add Lord. this to the list of things that Antonio Brown has said he's going to do, like sign with the Baltimore Ravens, which never happened, but he said, uh, and replace Shannon Sharp on Undisputed, which he also said would happen and didn't. So, oh my God, yeah, he he cannot be a Disney employee. No, <laughs> they would never bring him in there. I used to I used to curl with a guy 
I, I presume he's still there. And I've mentioned him before on this show. He was one of the guys whose sole job was to review advertising partnerships mm-hmm. and think from the Disney perspective. Is this mm-hmm. something that the FCC will let us get away with? Is this something? He said no to GoDaddy. Remember, I remember those commercials. Remember GoDaddy would have like half naked women talking about their site and <laughs> things like that. He was yeah. like, nope, no, we are not. We're not partnering with GoDaddy. He made them turn down a large contract. Nope, no. Nope. And he was the final word on that stuff. You think a guy like that's going to let AB come on the network? <laughs> no. no, he's going to sit in the corner with a glass of scotch and a cigarette and just sit there and shake. <laughs> possibly a bottle of scotch well they'll, they'll keep it filled they have people who oh, do that oh, oh alright okay. the mouse is generous <laughs> the mouse's pores are generous I was just like so the, the first part of it was like Antonio Brown is like writing himself roles again and Stephen A. Smith is screaming in racial terms about the exits from ESPN there is no question that there's race plays into these things and it shouldn't we should live in a society that's above that. I get it. Don't interject it where it doesn't belong. It cheapens the reality of the situation. Racial issues in our country and world are real. They're not real in this particular situation. Maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe there is race relations behind the scenes. But then explain to me why Todd, Mache- Todd McShay, Susie Colbert, and Steve Young are all gone. Because those guys are whiter than my bread. <laughs> I'm shocked. I was the Todd. Honestly, the most shocking thing was the Todd McShay because Mel Kiper is gonna die eventually. It's yeah, it's biology. I was, I was shocked about the Jeff Van Gundy one. Eh, I don't. You know, we don't Only know how much these people make. There, yeah, that's. I think that's part of it. I think it, from my. This is just my view of it. Mm-hmm. Disney wants to make ESPN its own like a la carte cable streaming. Yes. Which is why I think they gave uh, Pat McAfee a giant contract because mm-hmm. he's already doing, you know, he's been doing streaming on YouTube or or whatever he's on was on, and he already has that following. And then he's so his transition is going to be pretty seamless into it because mm-hmm. it's a different kind of it's a different kind of thing. And you know, I just think th- I just think they're trying to like cut people who do. You know, who they feel either A, they're making way too much for what mm-hmm. they get back. And then they don't see them fitting into this new plan they have for yep. for streaming. I, I go back to when Howard Stern signed that huge contract. It was about 15 years ago now, plus at plus. Sirius XM. Now, granted, mm-hmm. Sirius has still never, has always continued to, to struggle. Sirius XM still struggles to continue, uh, continues to struggle. But he walked in the door and him and his crew were the ones who were like, when are we going to get video streaming up? And they were like, what the hell are you talking about? That's what we have YouTube for. And they were like, not anymore. When are you going to start putting your shows on demand? And they were like, well, we don't really do that. You're like, you do now. Like, hmm. sometimes you have to bring in transformative figures. <clears throat> and whether you like Howard Stern or hate him, I'm not a huge fan of him myself. In terms of media and what people consume and how, he's been right a lot more than he's been wrong. Yeah. Now, shock true. jocks weren't a thing before Howard Stern, and then they became a thing. And so where yeah. Howard Stern leads ter- in terms of media, I am willing to follow in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. a lot of cases. And that's the same sort of thing. It sounds like what Disney's trying to do with ESPN. 
Oh, God, it just cheapens the plight of the uh, the real plight of people in the world. Just feels cheapened by stunts like that. Just drives me. But you know what is a good? You want some good news? Sure. Fan Nation on the Panthers page. Okay. Put out an interesting quote today, or an interesting insight today. Larry Fitzgerald, they do this calculation every year, <laughs> is officially the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. Not in one that... year, but over the tor- course of his career. How does that math work? They just, they apparently they just, they, they look back at whatever information they can find and they find out how much players have actually collected. Not what their contracts were, but what they actually collected. Hmm. He's, I'm sorry, highest wide receiver. Pardon me, sorry. Not the highest player, the highest wide receiver. Over his 16 years... Larry Fitzgerald banked $182,490,000. Damn. $182.5 million in 16 years. That's like that's, 12 that's million a year. <laughs> yeah. I liked Larry Fitzgerald, despite the fact that he went to Pitt, and he went to Pitt at a time when they were beating the crap out of my, my poor Yukon Huskies. I still, yeah. liked, I still liked Larry Fitzgerald. So I thought that was interesting. Now, you sent me something earlier today to pivot. You sent me something earlier today about um, the wide receiver from Detroit. What the hell was going on? with? Was it Jamal Williams? Uh, yeah, no, the Lions, right? The, the Lions, Lions, yeah. What did I say? The one the one that you said Detroit. Or no, you said, what did you say? I said Detroit. Oh, sorry. Wow. I said the city um, instead of the team. Yeah, that's... Yeah, but do I even have sorry. the right guy? Which wide receiver was it? <laughs> no, you're right. It's... um. It's Jamison Williams. So Jamison. Jamal used yeah. to be the running back. Yeah, yeah. Jamison Williams. All right, what the hell did this asshole um, do? So, you know, he's he's suspended for the year, right? Yeah, because of uh, gambling stuff, right? Yep. So, um, 4th of July, he made a video of him lighting a box of fireworks in the middle of the street at 1.30 in the morning. And, like, his hand is, like, <sighs> super close to the box with a lighter. Like, he's using, like, a light, like a normal lighter <laughs> to light the box up. So, and as you know, football players in the past have had issues with fireworks where they've lost fingers. JPP. Mm-hmm. Jason Pierre-Paul. <clears throat> they, had, they had the skin graft. They had to take a skin graft that disrupted one of his tattoos. Oh, That's did why- they? Oh, yeah. He had a tattoo on his arm. That was the best place for them to take. So they had to take a piece of that skin and they used it on his finger. And it looked, so his, his tattoo got all effed up. I don't, I'm sure he got a fix since then. But huh. I, I went to high school with a young man who literally blew half of his right hand off as a teenager. I think he was like 14, 15 years old. I met him when he was a senior. He was pitching for our our high school baseball team. He had to learn to do everything left-handed. Because he was playing with fireworks, and he lit a firecracker and went off before he could throw it. And yep. <clears throat> oh, they are they are tiny explosives. Uh, no one uh, no one realizes that. Like even even like those little like sparkler stick things, those are like super damn hot. <laughs> so... Yes. Oh my god. Yes. I actually hate it. people used to think I was weird because my grandfather loved those things. So go back to like the 80s and little like 10 year old Brit. My grandfather loved those things. And he would hand them to us and say, here, stick it into the stick it into the grill and light it up. 
And then they would stand it straight up in the air with like sparks raining down on top of them and swirl it around. And I would hold this thing a foot out from my body on an angle so that the burning tip was as far away from the rest of my body as it could be. Yep. And they're like, ah, wave it around. I'm like, and no, then, uh... fuck no, it's hot. <laughs> Didn't Sean have those in his wedding? Like when they left? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and yeah. I, so, I was yeah, drunk, the... so I, I was okay with it. <laughs> so yeah, be careful with fireworks. Um... Drink a Thank a lot of scotch at that wedding. You did. That you did. <laughs> a lot of scotch, but not a drop until after I gave my best man speech. That's the key. Never <laughs> never drink until you have your speech. That's true. That is true. Yeah, they tried they tried that. Have you ever had to serve as a best man? Uh yeah, once. Once. But yeah, no, I didn't drink till uh after well, you know, till after the speech. Nope. Oh, that was it. I mean that's I remember being in the bridal suite at the facility after the ceremony was over all the bridesmaids and the groomsmen all got together because they had to do pictures right Mm -hmm. you gotta have pictures you miss out on the fucking cocktail hour where the best food is served (laughs) i'm a freaking thing i will take pigs and blanket over like filet mignon most days of the week i'm just Mm -hmm. a basic bitch that way and i was sitting and i remember they they sent a a server and they're like, we're specific. And the young lady was really nice. She's like, I'm specifically assigned to your suite. What can I get you guys? And everybody's, oh, give me a syrup. We want champagne. And we want this. We want this. And she looks at me and she goes, what can I get for you? I'm like, here's what you can do for me. Get a double scotch with as much ice as the glass can hold and put <laughs> it on the table next to where I'll be giving the speech. And she goes, that's easily doable. What can I get for you until then? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Put the scotch there. Make sure that glass is full. Make sure that glass is cold. I don't care what kind of scotch you use. Put the scotch there. And sure enough, when we came down, we did our big entrance. We sit down. What is right in front of my chair? The biggest glass of scotch. Well, one of, not the biggest, but one of the biggest ones I've ever seen. I was like, oh, thank you. I think her name was Sarah. I was like, thank you, Sarah. So anyway. All right. So more news and notes. CBS Sports. Three hours ago, put out its 2023 quarterback rankings by tier. Okay. Now, this is something you like to do because I have been working on the consensus and you were kind enough to put like in bread when you <laughs> thought we hit a cliff at a position. Uh, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't want to do like sub tiers. That's fine. Um, but I felt I just felt like doing the, the, the cliff, the going off the cliff uh, pick was, was easier. <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong with that. All right, so this is their tiers. Their first tier is what they call the big three. And I know you're going to have a problem with this already. (laughs) Because the big three is Mahomes, Burrow, Uh and Allen. Oh, wait, you don't don't have a problem with this. I do. That's right. No, Burrow (laughs) was in here. My problem is Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. I'm still taking Jalen Hurts over Joe Burrow. I would take Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen. That's fair. That's fair. I don't see how you can leave Jalen Hurts out of the, the top three quarterbacks. And we're talking, and this is for fantasy. So if you're going with fantasy points, then yes. yeah, I would take I would take Josh Allen over. Or no, sorry, I would take Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen. And I would take Hurts over Burrow. So I I I, I think the big three should be the big four. You put Hurts yeah. up there, and you just avoid this whole conversation. Tier two is obviously Jalen Hurts. Right. But also with Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I, I, I guess. 
I don't know. To me, Lamar, Lamar is still a giant question mark to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like after his injury history that you, you know what, like he could be out for the season week two. So I don't know. There's very, for me, that's just too much of a question mark with him. See, I, um, I, I, I can understand that. I, I think I'm not convinced on Trevor Lawrence yet. I'm just not sold on Trevor Lawrence. I, I'm just not. I just, I need to see more. I need to see more. I haven't seen consistency out of his play yet. And that's what I really need. Superstars are consistent. You mean William Lawrence. William <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Big Willie Lawrence. <clears throat> and then tier three. So I'm going to say this right here. These seven names that we've already read are a cliff. Because I don't think you're going to move any of these guys up into tier two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is called the intrigue with question marks tier. <laughs> okay. And it's Aaron Rodgers Matt Stafford, I'm sorry, John Matthew Stafford, <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa, whose name I still can't say properly after three years, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. Now, you could argue, and I think you will, that one <laughs> or two of these names don't deserve to be in Tier 3, but I don't think you can move any of these guys up to Tier 2. Um, I don't think so. I mean maybe Rogers, maybe, I mean, would you take Rogers over, over William Lawrence? No, hmm. because I don't trust jets. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I've just reached that point. Like Brees Hall plummeted down my rankings. Well, he did tear his knee. Plummeted down my rankings. Like I have him like three <laughs> or four spots lower than any of you. <clears throat> I can't wait to get yelled at about this. Cause I, I, I just, I can't, I can't buy I can't buy into it anymore. I bought into the other guy, the guy who was there before Hall. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Running back. Who's that guy? Um, Michael. Somebody. Crap. This is another thing, by the way, folks, if you're new to our podcast, I forget <laughs> names all the time because I'm old and I drink. <laughs> In that order or at the same time. <laughs> I got to look up the death chart now. I was going to, it was big on him or he's not there. Oh, Michael Carter. There you go. That's it. I was big on Michael Carter last year. Remember going in? Oh, Michael Carter, Michael Carter, Michael Carter. I've got him in like seven out of eight leagues. Michael Carter. I was huge on him. And then he was like, nah, Brees Hall. <laughs> I, I just. Oh, and, and then just for the record, because we're we're big on quarterbacks, um, first names, like the real first names. Yes. Um, Daniel Jones, his his name is Michael. Michael Jones. Um. And Deshaun Watson, his first name is Derek. Derek Watson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds like an accountant. It does, actually. <laughs> and no, I would not take Watson either in that group. I, just, I, I'm never I, draft I'm never having him on a team ever any point in time again. <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued by Derek by Deshaun Watson. I almost called him Derek. I am intrigued <laughs> by Deshaun Watson because all right, so I, I'll take I'll take Tua over him. I'll probably take Fields over him, but that's it. I might take Rodgers over Watson, but I'll take Watson over Wilson. I'll take him over Stafford. And I'll take him over Daniel Jones. I, just, I I think Cleveland's bad, but yes, <laughs> I don't know. I just I have this feeling back for almost a full year. If he's gonna turn it around, it's gonna be now, and I honestly would not be shocked if he turns it around. Also, won't be shocked if he shits the bed and they replace him. 
But and the coach gets fired midseason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's rare in oh, Cleveland nice. just because they don't they don't like paying two coaches. But that's that. That's also true. Now, tier four, last tier we're going to talk about. There are some names here. I would definitely move up to tier three. Okay. Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Kirk, don't call me Kurt, Cousins, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. I See, think now those Dak people is have definitely more, up to three. Those people have more potential to move up. And, and sidebar, his real name is Rain. Yes. Yes, Rain Rain Prescott. Yeah, that, that he sent me a whole list of these the other day, guys. He's, he's gonna be doing this. All <laughs> I year. want everyone to know. God damn it, <laughs> we're getting the information out to the people. <laughs> have you been watching? By the way, quick aside, have you been watching mm. Secret Invasion yet? No. Got gotta watch Secret Invasion. Gotta watch Secret see, Invasion. See, I I kind of I was going to, and then I found out they told the writers to not read any of the source material. Yes, because they want to stand apart. They want to stand apart. That's actually it's actually working in my opinion so far. Oh, okay. It's actually working. But in episode two, there is a great moment. I know you're a big war machine fan. So mm -hmm. there's not a war machine sighting, but there is a Colonel Rhodes having a heart to heart with Nick Fury moment that just oh. shows you how far the character of Rhodey has come. Oh, interesting. Oh, it it was it was epically amazing. Anyway, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, as a matter of fact, episode three started today. I'm probably gonna watch it after we're done. But um, yeah, I, Dak Prescott, I could put up there. I'm not convinced, and I gotta say this carefully because I don't think I'm not saying he's gonna be fine. But I'm <laughs> not convinced Ryan Tannehill is done. Uh, no, because he's in that. He's in that spot where quarterbacks get into where your team just drafted a new quarterback. So now you're. Instead of kind of coasting at your job, you're you you know you're kind of forced to try to keep your job. So. so how does so how does he react? Does he react like Alex Smith when they drafted Patrick Mahomes and have the best freaking year of his career? Uh, that's what he should try to that's achieve. That's what he should do. <laughs> that's what he should do. Yes. <laughs> I'm also not convinced Derek Carr is going to be terrible. I think a new an old face yeah. in a new place could be good for him. Yeah, I think he has a lot of potential in uh, in New Orleans. I don't know. Uh, any of these people would be perfectly fine backups or or a starter, depending what the rest of your team looks like. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you wait till if you wait till round nine to pick a quarterback, you're probably starting one of these guys. Probably. I'm and, not you know, big on Geno either. I know a lot of people are big up on Geno Smith. You're going to see that he's one of the guys I was talking about. Spoiler alert. One of the guys I was talking about that there's a large disparity between us and the other two contributors. On Geno Smith, I won't say where it is. You'll find out next week when we do our quarterback rankings. But I was just like, really? I don't know about this. Interesting. So, all right. So there's the quarter. There's the 2023 quarterback tiers according to CBS. I got one more item. Do you have anything you want to bring to the table? I mean, other than I, um, do you want to spot about the, the Detroit the, Lions? Yeah. No. The uh, the the one thing, the one headline I saw that I found amusing to myself, and I guess he. He has to say this since he's the leader of the team. But Josh Allen said that the Stefan Diggs situation in minicamp was completely overblown. And then blame and the media. And there's no reason to continue talking about it. I don't know. I mean, he has to say that. He can't come out and say, yeah, Stefan's a dick and blah, 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 blah. But um, 
anyone who has watched football since uh, Mr. Diggs has played football, mm-hmm. um, you've seen this from him before. Uh, and from other once. players before. From other players and from more than one team. Um, so That's my more than- quarterback. <laughs> You're talking about my quarterback. <laughs> so Remember Terrell Owens? I'm defending that. the crap out of out of the quarterback <laughs> that I was then closing the door and going, God, I hate that fucker. <laughs> so to me, I think it's, you know, it's still an issue. It's clearly it's a distraction in Buffalo. But um, if you see them have a blow up on the sideline in week four, don't be shocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying that. I, I just I yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The last thing I wanted to bring to the table was I saw this was on fan again fan nation, which is through si.com. Um, their Rams digest. Someone asked for Von Miller to tell him, tell us the five worst trash talkers in the NFL. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I want, I, we're going to go one at a time just to get your feedback on it. And don't forget folks, while we're having this lighthearted conversation for our season opener next week, quarterback rankings, we're, we're taking it easy this week because next week is going to be intense. All right, so here we go. Number one. Yeah. Dolphins cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Not the Ramsey who threw his socks. (laughs) That was the other guy. This is the guy who's played two years in Jacksonville and two years in in, in Miami. And every time they have him on the TV screen, he's jawing at somebody. Okay. Any shock there or any feedback there? Uh, No, no, I can can see it. That's, yeah. Number two, Stefan Diggs. (laughs) <laughs> i can see it I, this does not <laughs> shock me which nope. says to me i want to see one of them mic'd up when <laughs> it's miami versus the bills i want miami buffalo to be mic'd up get a mic <laughs> yeah. on stefan diggs and Jalen ramsey and you know what let me be the guy in the truck who has to sit there and listen to them the whole game and just to try to find one clip that they could put on the air and i guarantee <laughs> you i will laugh my ass off the whole time and i still won't find a clip to put on the air <laughs> Likely, I hope you got very your, likely. Your, yeah, you got. I hope you got your buzzer ready. <laughs> so, okay, so that was number two. Number three was Aaron Donald, your personal friend. Oh yeah, Mister Offsides. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I, sure. I I didn't think you'd have a problem with that appointment, <laughs> even though you know nothing no. personally about it. You're not an Aaron Donald guy. No, I'm not. <clears throat> so, you ready for number four? This is where yeah. it got weird to me. Ready? Yep. Number four is Josh Allen. Really? A quarterback talking shit. All right. Okay. And then last but not least, offensive lineman from the Denver Broncos, Garrett Bowles, who I don't even know who that is. Uh, Names that that shocked me that are missing. Where the hell is Travis Kelsey? He's a notorious hothead. I, you know, now that you say that, I'm rather shocked he's not on this list. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I love my Chiefs, but he's a notorious hothead. I mean, you know, the, when people play the Chiefs, I think the one of their main game plans is to get him to get a personal foul. <laughs> By the way, um, like conducts. Von Miller points out that when Aaron Donald starts talking, it means that you, you've gotten in his head, but not in the way you want to. It means you've pissed him off. And as Miller said, quote, if Donald's talking, somebody's in trouble. <laughs> and he said some of the best games he's seen ever seen Aaron Donald have are Ben where Ben where someone's talking trash to him. He's gotten him fired up. <laughs> so you don't if you see if you're sitting there next on a Sunday, next Sunday, A.D., 
and you're watching and Aaron Donald looks pissed off after a play and he's muttering to himself or he's jawing, immediately put money on him to have a sack <laughs> because he is going after somebody. That I'll be I swear to God, I'll be watching that. I'll be watching that. So I just thought that was funny. I got I gotta tell you a funny story too. I, I think um Yeah. I think we're gonna need to schedule an intervention for me. <laughs> Why? So yesterday uh, on the 4th of July, I'm sitting in Dockside Brewing. I had, oh, that's the other thing I should talk to you about. I got to find this really quick. I'll search on the internet after I tell the story about this one beer I had. You got to hear the description of this beer. Um, but we're sitting at Dockside with with our contributor, Sean, and our, our, our spouses. And my wife looks up and goes, oh, the hot dog eating contest is on rain delay. How terrible. She thinks hot dog eating, and I kind of agree with her, is the stupidest sport ever con- conceived. Well, like, hold on. Like, the hot dog eating contest or competitive eating in general? I think you can there's competitive the- e- there's there's competitive eating for literally everything. Oh, yes, because the guy who had the world record for donut eating, he had 18 donuts in a minute, was there. 18 donuts in a minute! That's impressive. That's disgusting! <laughs> I die! <laughs> So anyway, she says it ton of cheek. And I look at Sean and I go, you know, we should place a bet on the hot dog eating contest. We're both two beers in. Let's do this. And he just starts to laugh. So I opened the DraftKings app and I could bet on the hot dog eating contest. Did you take the under? I took, it was over under 71 and a half for Joey Chestnut. I took the under. I'm like, listen, Sean's like, you know, he ate 76 like last year or the year before. And I'm like, yep, I just, I got a feeling. This delay, it's like a pitcher when their arm goes cold after a rain delay. <laughs> I just got a feeling he's not going to be able to do it. I'm going to take the under. So then I look and so I bet that and I look and there's also a will Joey Chestnut tie or beat his personal best of 76 hot dogs? Well, I just took the under. Mm-hmm. So I open that up and I parlay the under with the under 76. Oh, Okay. So now I've got a bet for under 71 and a half <laughs> and I've got a bet for under 71 and a half and under 76, which is obviously like low odds. I wagered all of $3 and I won and I nice. won all of like $6 in this bet. But nice. After it was all said and done, I looked at Sean and I went, I think I need an intervention. I just spent $3 <laughs> betting on a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I think this might be the lowest point of my betting career. No, no, because you know why? Because you bet on highlight in person, and we all know that's fixed. Oh, but I so, love highlight. But it is very entertaining. Oh my god, watching a highlight so, is so entertaining. Yeah, well, it's very entertaining. If you're near a highlight, which is in very few places now, you should check it out if you Florida. Have. I think there's one there's one fronton in the Miami area now. That's it. Oh man, that's sad. The, the, <laughs> let me let me take for those of you who don't know, back into the history of Connecticut where Craig and I live. There was a point in time where there was three highlight frontons in our area. There was one in the capital city of Hartford that was open year round. There was one in Bridgeport that was open six months out of the year, and one in Milford that was was open six months of the year. Yep. And the two Milford and Bridgeport used the same rosters. They just literally I don't know what the rationale was behind it, but they just they didn't want to open up full years. I think Bridgeport opened up during the summer and Milford opened during the winter. Yeah. Something like that. So it we once upon a time had highlight coming out of our ass. <laughs> we did. And now literally the nearest <laughs> highlight is fucking Florida. <laughs> yep. But it is 
extremely entertaining to watch. Oh, it's hysterically fun to watch. <laughs> hysterically fun. I love watching highlight. So. If I go to a casino and I start losing, I go to the sports book and I find a TV with highlight on it and I sit. Because <laughs> yeah, well, I put that's not a bad idea. Most sports books, if I put one five dollar bet down on highlight, I'm drinking for free for the next hour. <laughs> yep. I actually had that conversation with a bartender at Foxwoods once. Oh, really? I I was there. It was like it was like a Tuesday afternoon. We did like a guys trip, and I started losing left and right. And so I was like, I'm going to the sports book, and I go there and I put five dollar bet down on highlight, and I see there's a chair. There's nobody at the bar. I see a TV showing highlight, and I sit in a chair right in front of it, and I got the ticket on the table in front of me, and the guy's like, "What do you have?" And I order a beer. And he comes back, and I'm, I reach for my wallet, and he goes, no, if you're betting, you don't have to pay unless you order, like, mixed drinks. And I'm like, no shit. He goes, honestly, I've watched this highlight thing. You're going to be drinking <laughs> for the next hour for free. These games don't go quick. I'm like, here's to hoping this one lasts an hour. And I did. I, I bet, like, three games had, like, six beers, and they had to carry me out of there. <laughs> nice. But I didn't pay for any of the beer, and it cost me. And I think I won one of the bets. I actually ended up up on the bet. See so. that? So, all right, so last thing before we get to final thoughts. I had this beer yesterday at Dockside. Mm-hmm. It's made by our friends at New Park Brewing up in Hartford. You've mm-hmm. had their stuff. I love Double Cloud from them. Um, they make a bunch of really good IPAs. But this is a description for, ready for this? This one's called Tunnels. Like, okay. I'm driving through a tunnel. Okay. <laughs> this is a description. Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of water because I want to make sure I get this right. I want to wet the whistle so I can give this do do this do justice. <laughs> okay. This is, this is New Park's description of tunnels. A double IPA brewed with huge amounts of fluffy wheat and oats and loaded with two of our favorite hops from New Zealand and America. Extremely soft and completely saturated with flavors of cantaloupe, panna cotta, weed-infused gummy bears, and lime sherbet. <laughs> Okay. So I'm looking at this beer that I just ordered because I ordered it just off the menu. I was like, is there any lactose in this? And the the waitress was like, I'm pretty sure there isn't. And I'm like, that's fine. Give me one of these. So then I open it up and I read weed infused gummy beers. (laughs) And I looked at Sean and I said, what do weed infused gummy bears taste like? And he looked at me kind of upset and went, why the hell do you think I would know what weed infused gummy bears taste like? I I mean... Junior, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he lives with a guy who's who's handled more grass than I'll mow in a lifetime. So anyway, it was good, but I still don't know what the hell weed infused gummy bears are supposed to taste like. Um, I think they just taste like gummy bears. I don't know. <laughs> it did not. The beer did not taste like gummy bears. I did not get gummy bears out of this at all. And because I because he was he was intrigued, he had to take a sip of it, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm getting that next." And then he had it. And then like 45 minutes later, he looks at me and goes, I don't get it. And I'm like, what? And he goes, weed infused gummy bears. I'm like, we're back to this. It was like an hour ago. (laughs) I thought we were done with that conversation. See, if you didn't know, that's just normal for Sean. It wasn't the weed infused gummy bears. (laughs) 47 Ninja Clowns flavored mayonnaise. He just remembers stuff from like 20 minutes ago that he never mentioned (laughs) at the moment. But it's just. Yeah. Anyway. All right, well, you know what? We're out of time, old friend, because we got to save some minutes. We We do. we got some work ahead of us starting next week, so let's move to final thoughts. What's your final thought? Uh, Final thought is really quick. Thanks for coming on this ride, and I'm really thrilled we're starting uh, Season 7, 
And just really quick, Jamison Williams has been was suspended for six games, not the full year. So oh, he okay. was one of the full year people. I, you know, I they, they keep saying more suspensions are coming. I'm not even paying attention until they say they're all out. You know and what I mean? did you know Antoine Randall L. is the Lions receiving coach? Why? I, he needs a job. The guy caught like three <laughs> passes his entire pro career. Because uh, like, he's a remember stealer, when, I guess. Remember when he came out and he was? they were like, oh, my God, he's going to be big. He's going to be big because he went, like, he went to Notre Dame or something. And he was great. Where he was great in college, and he just never adapted to the pros. Nope. nope. Not in any way that I can remember, anyway. And I'm getting old, but that's, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, my final thought is to go try tunnels from New Park Brewing, and to make sure you're here next week because and bring your notebooks, kids. Classes in session, as next week Craig and I will be reviewing the quarterbacks for your fantasy football team for 2023. We'll be doing quarterbacks next week and then running backs the week after and then wide receiver the week after. And then episode five is the most important episode of the entire year. It's the tight end kicker and defense extravaganza <laughs> where Craig That's and I talk, <laughs> where Craig and I spend an hour talking like the guys at the end of commercials for medicine just to fit it all in. <laughs> and usually just end up saying defense is draft one. <laughs> that, yeah so that's, the next next four happens. weeks will be big and then once we have all our our stuff up it's gonna be round table time oh those are the best ones oh it's like hurting fucking cats <laughs> it is i love our <laughs> contributors and and i i'm the i can't ever say that i don't get sidetracked i get sidetracked like six times an episode but when i sit down i'm like all right round table i got 35 points we got to get through here tonight and then halfway through it, Cinch is like, so let me ask you about the Mets. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> we don't have time to discuss the Mets. We have to move on. And then Sean's like, no, I want to talk about the Mets. This is not a Mets podcast. Hey, I told them they can start one. I, we actually yet. we actually offered to fund it. <laughs> there, there was talk of, of, of uh, Fig Nuts Sports Network at one point in a, a baseball podcast. And they were like, no, man, that's way too much work. And I'm like, well, why do you think I only do a sport that plays once a week? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't do my statistical analysis on a daily basis. There's no freaking way. No, no I mean unless that way. was your full time job, I guess. Or yeah. I built some sort of like automated predictor that stole other people's predictions and used it, which would be I don't know illegal. In addition <laughs> to unethical, I mean. Hey man, you know? stats are public knowledge. Stats, projective stats are technically not. So that's. <laughs> What they're going to do is not easily available. What they did, anybody can find out. Exactly. What we would like to find out is what you think of our show. And the easiest way to communicate that to us is by leaving us a review. We are on so many podcast directories. I stopped listing them two seasons ago. Please, wherever you found us, please go ahead and leave us a, uh, a detailed uh, review. It would really help out our podcast. You can also reach out directly to us. There's a couple of ways. The easiest way is through email. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com. Again, that is fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We are on Twitter for how much longer? I don't know. Uh, we are fignutsdfs uh, on Twitter. And we're also the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. The best way to get in touch with us is email. I check the email every day. It comes through to my phone automatically. I go on Twitter three times a year. I go on Twitter so infrequently now that when I signed in today to do our anniversary tweet, I got a security alert. So, oh yeah, and you know tweets are uh, um, you get you see less of them now. 
Yeah, you can only see like 700 a day unless you pay Eline $8. Yes. Why on earth would you pay for that? It's a nightmare scape of bad information and jerks. <laughs> like, uh, seriously. Yes. Like, it's all, oh my God. It's all political bullshit. And again, you're talking to a guy who's very politically minded. It's all political bullshit and people trying to convince me I got lizard DNA. I, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. We'll be back next week. Next week, quarterbacks. Get ready for it. Get your pencil pencil and paper out. Breaking news. You heard a little bit today. We probably have Mahomes in the top three. Probably. Probably. Likely. Until we... What's that? Probably likely we do. <laughs> probably likely. I'd put money on it. If, you, if, you, if there's weird bets anywhere that say, where do the fig nuts have Mahomes ranked? I think, I think in the top three is a safe bet. So... All right, guys, have a great week. We will see you next week. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Hi to Deb. Always got to say hi to Deb at the end of the episode. And we will see you next week. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>